You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Jab him, jab him, jab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now! Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. Good morning and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia, brought to you here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And on this week's show, we've got the Central Cumberland Federation winner, and that's our Pigeon Radio Australia avian vet, and that's Dr. Rob Marshall has won the Fed in Sydney, so we'll hear about his Fed win in Sydney in the Central Cumberland Pigeon Federation. We also have... David Gordon, who's going to read the uh, results for the Central Cumberland Pigeon Federation. And we have from Cairns Racing Pigeon Club, they had their first race on the weekend. We've got Rob Vanderveen, who is our correspondent from Cairns. And also the winner of their race, Aaron Harper, will be on Pigeon Radio Australia this week. But first of all, we've got to introduce the Falcon. Come closer. I want to talk to you. I'm going to tell you an astounding story. The story of the Maltese falcon. 600 years the falcon has carried the mystery of a fabulous wealth under its grotesque wing. For the Maltese falcon. Introducing, once again, to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our regular and the original Maltese Falcon, Tony Barbara. Good morning, Mr. Tony Barbara, Maltese Falcon. Welcome back. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, listeners. And good morning to everybody around the world. Yes. And uh, how you been, Tony? We haven't been on for a few weeks. I've been unwell. Well, I've been unwell myself, you have to too. be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you have too. That's true, yeah. So, so we've both been unwell. So anyway, we're over it anyway, I hope. <laughs> anyway, we'll see if the yeah. Italian stallion has been unwell also.
back folks, let's give him a warm welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Introducing the one and only Pigeon Racing Italian Stallion, Joe Angelino. Good morning, Mr. Joe Angelino. Have you been unwell too? I'm back, baby. I'm back. Not only am I back, but Pigeon Radio's back, boys. How are we? I know you guys have been sick, but you know what? The Italian Stallion, mate... He's what about you? You've been no, sick? No, 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 no. Maybe my, people might say I'm sick in the head, but no. Mm. I've been well. been trying to get these birds, you know, together. Uh, mm. So ready for tossing. Maybe few for of next, your mates, next week. A few of your mates on Facebook have been saying Pigeon Radio's finished. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's finished. Never, never, my friend, never. Too uh, good. What do you Tony? It will never finish. <laughs> <laughs> never see never, my friend. Uh, so, um, yeah, good morning to everybody. Welcome, welcome. And um, do we have a good show for you all today? Mm. It's going to be amazing. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. Mm. So what's happening, Mr. Angelino? Well, what's happening? Like I said, uh, we're... Uh, well, well, like I said, I'm trying to get my birds uh, all ready for yeah. training for next week. I'm going to start next week. Yeah. What about yourself? Yeah, same. Same. Tony, you? You and he going to... Well, I started mine anyway this morning. Oh, look out! Look out! <laughs> Only five k. That's all right. The <laughs> champion was drizzling down. Uh, in That's all I right. had your mate here the other day, Tony, Mister Keisha, and he said to me he was talking to you, and you told him you're going to take your birds five k. Reckons that's a waste of time to take them. No, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm still missing one from six k. Yeah, one. Yeah, so that could be the Fed winner in five weeks' time. Because I reckon it's in the Falcon's stomach. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so who have we got on the in the show today with us? Oh, yeah, you've got somebody here in the studio, haven't you? Oh, yes, we do. Yeah. Well, he's not a ghost. He's right next to you. Is he? What a small world this is. Yeah, he's Croatian, so he must be a good bloke. Well, he must be. <laughs> you two, when, yeah, two seconds, you right. looked at each other, bang. Yeah, I know him, and I know I played there, and I did this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in the, on the show, in the show, we have Peter Kalovic. How you going, Peter? Yeah, I'm good. I'm really good, Joe, yeah. That's good. Peter and I are good workmates, and... Yeah. Um, yeah, we... Uh, well, yeah. he must be good because he's Croatian. He is, he is good. Yeah, of course he is. Now, um, I tell Peter... I was telling Peter about this, our pigeon, you know, our hobby, pigeon racing, because yeah. Peter doesn't race pigeons, and huh. he was so fascinated, weren't you, Peter? Yeah, look, I've seen the guy across the road from my parents, uh, Igor, and I've seen... Oh, yeah, Igor Topalovic. Topalovic, yeah, the Bosnian. Um, I know he's got pigeons. I know I worked with a guy who had pigeons, and it always fascinated me how the hell you let these pigeons go and they managed to come home it always fascinated me and now i met joe and i go to his place and i see these pigeons and i'm just like far out how much he's involved in these pigeons is unbelievable mm. and i said mate we'll go one better come to the radio show he's like serious i said yeah mm. so yeah he's he's here and he was even amazed on the way you've got it set up over and really oh. good setup and yeah yeah yeah, it's, uh, yeah, for someone new like me, yeah, this is all unreal. I've never been on a radio or anything like this. So seeing the setup, seeing the way the guys interact, yeah, it's, it's awesome. But, but as all Croatians, you're involved in the soccer. You want to give your, because uh, you come in with your soccer top, give your soccer club a plug. Okay, uh, so this is new to me. I'm the team manager for the under-15s for the FC Strathmore Split. 
club, great club. Uh, my son's first year. The boys are doing well. You know, they've, we've had a few downs, but I tell them, keep the chins up. So, yep. yeah, that's... Yeah. Good luck to the guys. Oh, yeah, Thank I, you. I, I was playing for their um, dinner dances a long time ago. Yeah, look, they're a great club. Um, my son just loves it. Uh, I'm the team manager. Yeah, it's a bit of work involved, but oh. I get a lot out of it. So what do you reckon? From soccer, are you going to come into pigeon racing? or? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my hands full with the three kids and soccer and work and everything else. Well, how about you give your kids a shout-out, mate? All right. Luca, Heidi and Eliana, how you going, kids? I love yous, and uh, every time I don't see yous, I miss yous. You, you guys know that. Kids... I'm gonna I'm gonna give your dad some pigeons and you can start pigeon racing. Okay, <laughs> just to let you. <laughs> we're gonna Ivan and I and uh, Tony. We're gonna go to your, your dad's house. We're gonna build a little loft and we're gonna set you up with some pigeons. Easy. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, I think I've got enough on my plate. I mean, just, just yeah, we'll give that one a break from now. We'll maybe just... maybe next time. Maybe next time. Maybe maybe in a few years. <laughs> anyway, oh, um, uh, we're gonna get on with the show and uh, we're gonna take a short break and we'll be back with our first guest. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Taramid Stock Feed and Farming Supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM Sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor. chance to 
to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award, all you have to do is log on and sign up to hopoptions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopoptions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Fonte. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia from the Central Cumberland Pigeon Federation in Sydney in Australia, we have uh, our correspondent, and that's David Gordon. Hello, David, and welcome back to the 2023 season for the CCF, mate, on Pigeon Radio. Hello, boys. How are we? Good, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Good to hear your voice, my friend. So yeah, you had your season too. opener um, on Saturday, and uh, you've got some results yeah. there for us, yeah? yeah? Yeah, season opener on Saturday. We, uh, we've got a total of about 270 flies signed up for the year. We had 247 uh, kick off the opening race on Saturday from Colborough, which is an average distance of 130, 125, 130 kilometres down the south coast of uh, Sydney here, and... Uh, and uh, the, the top ten has followed. Uh, Tony Vamanakis and son from Oatley RSL Club. In ninth place, M&D Sultana from Wentworth Hill Club. The eighth place, Poi Wenton from Liverpool. Seventh place, A. Church and Brown from Oatley. Uh, sixth place, A. And J. Schumacher from Punchbowl. In fifth place, Joannis Brothers from Greystones. Fourth place, Milad Busset from Seven Hills. Uh, third place, Mario Bernardo and Sons from Seven Hills. Second place, last year's champions, Vescos and Marshall from Aruba. And first place, the vet himself, was Sir Rob Marshall, who flew a winning velocity of 14.60 and pulled nearly a two-minute gap on the fed. So very wow, good. Wow, well done. That was a good win. Jeez. Yeah, so well done, race all returns, returns from the fed would have been 90-plus percent. It was a very good race. Even uh, better. Yeah, yeah, so it turned out. So you're good. racing on the south track, are you? So you're yeah, coming into track, Victoria, yeah. are you coming into Victoria? Oh, we'll end up, we'll end up finishing at Warnable there. Oh yeah, so we'll just follow the coast around and end up as far as we can go. Yeah. Oh, good. How'd you oh, go? I, not too bad. I uh, got got them all home. I was uh, first club, first section, of fifteenth overall. So well done, bad. mate. That's well done. Good. Excellent. That's very uh, good. So hopefully we can keep that up now. So. So in your federation, how many? Federation positions are recognised in the top. Oh well, how we do it in ours, everyone. So with our point score, if you get first, you get one point, and then right yeah. through two hundred, you get two hundred points. So right through to the end. So yeah. virtually the least amount of points you want at the end to win. So yeah. if you can average around that, I think say you probably average thirty a week, you probably go a long way to winning it. So huh. if we can keep ourselves, you know, around that. Where we are this week, we'll, we'll turning around to the south, being Rob's being on the northern beaches. There, he's probably the longest, yeah, one of the longest he's flights. Now he's 152 kilometres. I'm 122 kilometres out west. Wow. So, yeah. Nice. Well, um, we had a good uh, westerly wind on the weekend, and good flight took advantage. So, uh, good luck to him. Yeah. You'll, no, so no. Your turn next week, mate. That's all right. No, I'm, if I keep him there, I'll be right. Yeah, we'll see yeah, we, Dave. Just yeah. need to get these falcons to leave me alone now. <laughs> <laughs> giving me, giving me hell like that. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. So your birds are doing well. Then you happy with the team this year? No, I was a bit dubious on uh, Thursday, Arvo, when the falcons, my two falcons chopping them up, and I thought, oh, oh no, 
that's not the best prep. But no, race day they come. I we had three in the drop, and then we had uh, what do we have? We had eighteen in twelve minutes out of the twenty. So they came really well. So I couldn't complain. So oh, no. right, but then the two Falcons were back today, giving them hell again. So hopefully we can get a bit of. If they stay away and keep them fit and healthy, we should be right. But I just hope we keep their stress levels down now and hopefully keep their fitness up now. So we'll how, see how, they... how far was your last toss, tra- trading toss? I sent the, them same pigeons I raced. They went to the race point the week before. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, we okay. had a toss the week before. So. Yeah, nice. nice. Yeah. So they've, had a, they've all had a good workout then. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've all been out and about now. So, um, yeah, we've just got to keep managing. Just, yeah, just my only focus, just hopefully this stay away now. That's the big thing now. So. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have to re- relocate them. Just tell them to go somewhere else. Oh, that would be great if they listened. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see how we go. Hopefully, well, they learn after today. Well, good luck, my friend, for next week. And, um, yeah, hope you do well. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor greenvalleygrains.com. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone. Peter on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeon's inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023 with a guaranteed first prize of $100,000. Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor.
chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hopoptions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopoptions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. On 88.3, Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have this week's Central Cumberland Pigeon Federation winner and also the Pigeon Radio Australia avian vet, and that's Dr. Rob Marshall. Congratulations, Rob, on your fed win in the Central Cumberland for the season opener, mate. Thank you, Ivan. It's very kind of you, mate. Ah, Well done, mate. I was very happy when I saw your name right up there up the top of the list. I was happy too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so was I, my friend. I was happy to see your name there. It's Joe, buddy. Oh, Congratulations. Hi, yeah, thanks, mate. Well Very done. Nice. Congratulations, Rob. Yeah, Tony's here as well. Thanks, Tony. How are you going, Tony? Oh, not bad, Rob. You're good on you, mate. That was a good pigeon you had there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very good. Yeah, it's, an, it's a nice bird. Um, it's a three-year-old hen. Nice. Um, it's a short-bodied um, bird with rounded flights. Yes. big... Big pectoral muscles, and it's always buoyant um, with a silky feather. So its breeding is um, my family, which is goes back to the haze of 1990s, crossed with Herman Coistus. That that sort of cross seems to work pretty well for me. So um, yeah, so she's a three-year-old. As a baby, she she's um, never clocked before, but she's come with a clock bird uh, to get. Uh, equal third fed when she was a baby, and okay. from Tari, which is two twenty k, and then uh, the next year off the north, she got um, we came with a uh, a bird to get ninth. So she was never clocked, but she came with a clock bird. So I only raced her in those two on, in those two years. I only raced her six times. So she had six time six races until she clocked. I uh, was with the clock bird, then I pulled her aside. So um, that way, because she's essentially bred to race up to 300 kilometres. Uh. Yeah, so that, that means that she hasn't been over-raced and she's been protected. So that's the way I do I, I, with, with my old birds, I do that. Um, now, um, with um, so with her, she's motivated um, to come home. So she, mm. she's been bred in the race loft for those two years. Yeah. Um, and then I paired her up with a fantail... <laughs> at, the end, at up the end of the season, right? Yeah. So she's paired up the Fanta, but she I never have eggs with the females, right? So yeah. but but she's in it she's I, I put her in a section. As she as I I train twice daily, forty five minutes twice daily. Yeah. And uh as they come in I throw the fantail, that fantail, it goes straight into its box. It's a very dominant aggressive fantail. It's funny how that happens, isn't it? How yeah. they dominate yeah. the other ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you think they're soft little things, but she's, it's really the dominant bird in the loft. It's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, so, and then I open up that section and the cock go, it lives in there and that hen will go in there as well straight away. So it's motivated to go straight into the that cock. Then I leave her there 
um, to only for about 10 minutes and I put her out again, right? So uh-huh. to feed, to eat. Um, so, um, so that's her routine. Um, and then I put a, I put another hen in there on the, um, Thursday, on the Thursday, I put a, on Wednesday afternoon, I put a, another hen in yeah. and she, she got very aggressive and chased that other hen away. So, yeah. um, it's a bit of a jealousy thing. So yeah. that's her motivation to come in. Yeah. Um, now with the, with the pre, pre-training, which is a tossing, I don't toss very heavily at all. No, I know that. You don't toss very yeah. heavily, do you? No. So they had, all my young birds went, went, all my birds went to the race point on the weekend, everyone. Okay. Uh, all the babies and everything. So yeah. they, they've had four 40K tosses and one 50K toss. That's all they had. That's good. Um, but, yeah, so, but they, but they train very well around the loft, you see, and I, they're on a full ration, so I feed them completely mm. until they're full when they come in after each loft flying session. Um, so I've, I train my my wife trains them in the morning. Yeah. She's really good. She lets them out at nine o'clock and brings them in at quarter to ten. Then I let them out at three thirty and bring them in at about quarter past four. Mm. Um, so and they fly really well. They you know they fly really fast mm. and um, so, so they have a really Full ration. Now, my ration is five wheats, two peas, two corn, one sapler, and one a half a small mix. Okay. And I just and I just keep that all the week, including uh, up to Friday. And then Friday we basket Friday night. So Friday morning, they have um, a normal ration plus another container of corn. So another part of corn okay. on, that, on that morning. And then at two o'clock, I feed them a handful of corn and some small mix, so they go to the water. Mm. Yeah, so that's my system. Um, now, you don't lighten your mix at all, do you? You don't like a lot of people put barley and all that sort of stuff. I don't use any bar. I, I there's tiny bit of barley in there just to for me to see when they've had enough in the uh, okay. you know in the morning. So I feed them until they leave barley. I don't actually measure the food. I I feed it until they don't want any more. Now, oh. what what you've and and so they're all they're all quite full and and they eat quite a lot, but um, the the crop empties very really quickly, oh. which is good. Oh. Um, so um, now, in terms of the health, um, I I monitor the health with a microscope on Wednesdays. Okay. Right. Yeah, but but they're on a they're on a set program and it's race program two, right? Yep. Yeah. So they they have that program every week, right? Irrespect, not and I didn't start that program until today, but prior to that, um, two weeks ago they had streptococcus. Yes. And they had streptococcus and they had a little bit of coxie, right? So um, they had a. Two weeks ago, they st- they sort of got a bit sluggish around the loft, right? Yep. So, and I saw streptococcus quite heavy in there, but that was in line with me tossing them. You see, because they had those long—they're quite long tosses for me for them because they're not race fit; they're just loft fit. You see. Yeah. And so I did those those long tosses every three days over a period of two or three weeks to get those five longer tosses in. Uh-huh. And that, and those tosses were exactly on line of flight. So what I do, what I did is I, I got a ruler uh, from the race point 
and marked it up to Cronulla. Now, I, I talked to Jimmy Beskos about this and asked him, where do where does his birds, because you have to be Jimmy to win the Fed, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't give much away, Jimmy. I, you tell him, he's pretty good with me. <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, I said, look, I've, I've, met, I've done, got my ruler out, mm. and this is where I think they come, right? Yep. <laughs> and, and so and uh, I tossed that botany um, um, behind his place, right, but it's, it's slightly to the east, right? Yeah. And uh, coincidentally, that's where he tosses, that's his first toss point. So it was online a flight, and then I, I talked to a client, uh, a um, member in our club, mm. Michael Crichton. Yeah. And I said, off the north, where did you see did the birds come over your place? Because he lives at Mossman, right? Yeah. And he said, no, they go just to the east. So what I looked, I picked out a, a little point there to the east, which is a big oval um, uh, Mossman. And I picked that point. And then I talked to Jimmy. I said, How, what do you reckon about Mossman? And I said, yeah, that's perfect. Straight line. That's good. So I lined up the line of flight that way, you see? Okay. So, yeah. So that's quite good. So... Um, and each time, when I toss them, when they're healthy, um, birds just leave the race point straight away. They yeah. always, they don't, they don't turn, they just leave. Yeah. Um, but I've been, I was hammered twice from those areas, but still I didn't mind that because I had to get used to the forks. Yeah. Um, so with the health check, so what I, uh, so they had a, a long course, they had a five day course for the, um, streptococcus yeah. and, and, I, uh, and then, what I do, if I, I had, I check the droppings. You see, my, yeah. you know, in not microscopic, but every morning I check the droppings, yeah. and every morning I check the noise in the loft. Right, so yeah. you know, early in the morning before the sun gets up, they, yeah. they're quite noisy. They get a little bit noisy then, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, if they're healthy. Yeah, 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 if they're healthy, and that's what I look. And I also smell the birds, so you know, they have to have that sweet smell about them. Yes. You know that. Yeah. smell. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to have that, and then, um, then each of those tosses, right? Mm. Um, I put the clock on to see which birds come through the race through the trap first. Not okay. that they, not that they didn't all come together, but which birds go through the trap? Yeah. Because what that means is that the, they're the birds in my mind that are not tired. You know how in the early tosses. You get home and the birds will be panting and sitting on the roof yep. before they go in. Yeah. So I wasn't at home, but I, that's why. And then over those five tosses, I looked at the birds that were constantly in the first in the, in the first 20 in the loft. I've got 100 birds. Uh-huh. Um, and then I picked from that lot, I picked the team, you see, which were consistently up there. Plus I sent three old birds and 17 young birds. So... Um, with that race, I think they were pretty good because the young birds, I got three young birds together after that hen mm-hmm. about about two minutes later, so it would have done pretty well in the fed as well. So, so it meant that they were pretty good, quite healthy. But those, So that's how I picked the team. I also picked the team by looking at the, uh, the buoyancy of the bird, silkiness of the feather and the shine around the neck. Yeah. And, um, and... This bird's called Kai Schmidt. She's got a name. She got she had a name as a baby because in she went so well. Oh. Now Kai Kai Schmidt, um, her her mother is Ash Barty. 
So, and then Ash Barty's father, who's my best number one stock cock, is called Hemingway because he was very earnest. <laughs> so, so um, he, he, he was a performed cock as well. So they've all got names. Now, Kai Schmidt, I named her because there was, do you want to hear the story? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I named her Kai Schmidt because um, I was watching this cycling um, uh, road race in, it's a World uh, Cup road race yeah. that was held in Holland. And um, they had these three Dutch riders, females, um, and who were dominating that um, road race sort of circuit, World Cup circuit over the, over the year. And it's a it's a 120k race, right? Mm-hmm. And um, these three big girls, they're giant girls, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, were leading, and then a little way back, 100 meters back, was a little tiny girl from America called Kai Schmidt, okay. and and she <laughs> she eventually rode them down and won. And I went, wow, that's just like this bird, little little squat girl. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's awesome. Why. Yeah, so that's why I named her Kai Schmidt. Yeah, um, yeah. So that, that's the story, mate. So it's very pleasing, and um, very good. but she was very tired. It was a, um, it was actually quite. It, although the velocity looks fast, it was yeah, a very it was difficult race. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was a very difficult race because a very, it was, it was a strong wind westerly, which is a, a shoulder wind. Yeah. down south, and that's the most difficult. Um, racing conditions for pigeons because they have to go in and out um, into the into the wind and back out. And it's quite difficult um, uh, racing. That's why there were quite a few losses on the weekend. Did you hear that? No, I haven't heard that. The, 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 well, I heard that the lo- that the returns were pretty good overall. Yeah, yeah pretty good with the race birds, but um, you know, I, all these young birds they're mm. they're very very raw, so. Um, so I, a lot of my birds, uh, surplus birds, came very late yesterday afternoon. So, okay. and I'm still ten out. So oh, um, I think if if I can't get them home, I think it's been difficult racing. I think anyway. Oh. Um, so I expect there will be sort of losses as well. Oh. So. Um, so that's the story, mate. Mm. Now, I um, just want to ask you, because you had streptococcus, and I've noticed I've had a few people come to see me, and streptococcus around this time of the year is pretty prevalent. Um, is that the weather, or what causes no, that? Uh, yeah, it's, what it is, it's a combination of things. You ask good questions, don't you, Ivan? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, um, you know, I ponder this as well, right? Because mm, um, I'm pondering and... it myself because <laughs> I treated my birds. Well, I'm starting to train them now. And before yeah. I start training, um, I like to treat them if there's something wrong with them. So I had a look at mine under the, the microscope and I had a strong prevalence of streptococcus in the birds. And I had another guy here yesterday and he had the same sort of thing. So I'm trying to think to myself, well, why is it that happening at this time of the year when just before we start racing? Yeah, what it is that a streptococcus is is what's called a faculty facultative um, bacteria. That means or opportunistic bacteria, right? Mm. So it means that it's in the body of the bird, but under the control of the immune system. Now, when you see streptococcus, you know the change you yeah, see microscopically. Yeah, yeah. Um, that tells you 
the immune system is under challenge and compromised. So what you have to do is have to think, well, why is it compromised? Well, number one, stress, right? Yeah. So, so too much tossing like I did exposed it. But what I did um, 10 days ago, I also gave a wormer. You know how we use levamazole? Yes. Yeah, right. And I, I always give that um, not really for worms, but just as worm for worms as well. Yeah. Um, uh, um, just to see what effect it has on the birds the day after, right? Okay. Um, because, because if they're healthy and strong and the immune system is strong, they'll look better the day after yes, and the day exactly after that. Right. Right? Yep. Yep. Now, if, they, if they've got something wrong, well, then they, you'll see uh, a few get fluffed up a day or two later. And three days later, you might see one or two get quite sick. And that sick, that exposed, and that, that exposed the streptococcus as well to me, right? So it's a really good system because then you know, if you're looking at a microscope, that that's what you have to do. And and so although it's not, you know, 10 days out from the first race, I know that you just have to give that. And what happens is that suddenly you'll see the droppings get smaller that's with right, treatment yeah. yep. and also the birds will fly with greater vigour, right? Correct. And, yeah, so um, and then you know you've got a problem. So you can t- and you don't be scared of these medicines as long as you diagnose it correctly. Uh, and you do it. You do it the course as long as you've got the small droppings, right? Yeah. Um, and then you get a pretty good uh, result. But then, uh, so streptococcus is related to immune suppression. Now, the main thing that causes that is stress, overworking, underfeeding. So underfeeding or not feeding. Uh, the food with the required nutrients in it, right? So what I've found is a lot of people don't give peas, don't give many peas in their sprint mix. No. But you, but you have to give peas because that helps the muscles recover. Uh-huh. Uh, so a source of protein. So that's your protein, main protein food, you see? Yeah. So, um, so that allows those tired muscles to recover. So if you've got – and if you're giving a – a very light mix, and I know that you don't do this, but um, some people do, like the barley. Um, often they give the the too too light a mix with not enough energy in it, and they also underfeed. So this is my theory, Ivan. Right? Yeah. So in sprint racing, a lot of people underfeed, right, to make them sprint. Well, that that doesn't work. You have to actually to make birds sprint, you have to give them the energy to sprint, right? Yeah. So if you're underfeeding them, they're not going to have the energy. Yeah. Uh, and also the theory is that you're, if you're underfeeding, they're going to race home because they're hungry. Well, that doesn't work as well, right? Uh. Because, because and they trip and they trap quicker, right? <laughs> um, now that doesn't work as well because no. if you underfeed and they and they get home, they're tired and they don't, they can't think and they don't come in quickly anyway. That's right. Yeah, so I feed them as much as they like, but the trick is not to overfeed them so they're fat on that Friday. So it's a bit of a balancing trick. Yeah. Um, but still, uh, and a lot of people feed, feed them a, don't feed them a full ration on Friday morning, they half it, which is, I don't think, satisfactory either because if they get into trouble, they, they run out of energy and, you know, it's difficult to That's get right. home. 
on the Sunday, you see. So um, that's my theories anyway. Anyways, um, and also to do to win the federation, you have to have a lot of luck. Now the luck is this: um, you have to one pick the right bird, pick the bird in the race team. Yeah. Um, two, you have to the the wind has to favour you, and you have to live in the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, true. Very, very yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So all you can do, right? All you can do is to get your birds healthy and fit, yeah. and then hope that, hope you live in the right spot on that day for that particular win. Yeah. And and on Saturday it favoured me. Cross your fingers far, and hope marker. for the best. Yeah. yeah now just right. another question I wanted to ask you. You fly your birds in the afternoon. You said for forty five. Now yeah. we've had a lot of people here. In Melbourne, they fly their birds in the afternoon, especially a couple of these new people that have just started in the sport, and they seem to get these flyaways where the birds don't want to come down. That, what, that, what, that happened to me two weeks ago. That happened to Joe two weeks ago as well. I had another guy in my club, he lost 30 birds the other day, they wouldn't come down. What would you relate that to? Oh, there's a few reasons that that happens, right? One is that um, there's two types of bird that that will happen with, right? One is the birds are, are extremely fit, right? So they're very fit and they're flying really quickly. Uh, two, it may be on a windy day and a, a very clear day, so they get excited and get up and uh, and go to it. And three will be in young birds, not old birds. Mm. So um, and the and the fourth thing is that it usually relates to their brains not working properly. And there's, there's a few reasons why that why that can occur, right? Now, um, at, you may not know, but at the moment there's a lot of sunspot activities. You know Correct. that, either. yeah, yeah. yeah. There was an article on the internet about that as well the yeah. other day, and, yeah, that there's yeah, a lot of so, activity going on in the sun, sunstorms, this and that. Yeah, exactly right. And we know that because we're seeing the aurora australis. Do you know what I mean? You know the... Yep. Lights, yeah. and that's the electromagnetic field in the atmosphere that you can see that night with all these coloured lights, right? Yeah. Um, now that's that has been the most active for twenty years. Yeah. Right, and that's been active since um, it was really active in March and April. Okay. So it depends on, and that that would definitely predispose to a flyaway, right? Um, so the other thing is that uh, the last thing is that when you get a flyaway, it means the birds aren't thinking properly. The most common cause of that is two, two things: either a toxin, which can be in the food, or that they're uh, getting out in the yard and free lofting and getting toxins from the soil, yeah. or or getting toxins from the food, the, the uh, grains that they're eating. Now, um, this year. Um, I, Ryan, I this year I've had trouble getting good food, right? Yeah, and, tell um, me about yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the food is, as you know, the number one thing that you have to get right. That's right. Yeah. And so what I've done is I've see I couldn't find any peas, so I, and I thought, oh, this is no good. A week out, right? And I was just running out of peas, and I went and I luckily went 
to the back storeroom at the clinic and there was a, there was a big bag of peas set up from last year. I was so lucky. You know the ones I got from you down yeah, there? from me down here. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I went, wow, that God was looking down at me there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so, and then my mate Ed Strudwick got me some wheat from Coonabarra Brown. That, do you know where that is? It's out, out west about... 500k. He 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 lives at Orange. He he drove for three hours to get it for me, which is very nice. Um, but I'd I'd tested all that grain beforehand, and um, so the food is really important. Um, and so if you don't have, so if you ever get a flyaway, there's something. Maybe you should check all those things, but also make sure the foods are right, uh, especially prior to the first race, right? Yeah. So. So, um, so that's the story there, that, and that's and all that stress and all those factors predisposed to streptococcus. Yeah. Now, if the food's no good, and you change your food, like one year I rang up Michael Portelli, and that was his advice to me: he says change the mix, see if something if that changes. How long does it take the new food to take effect in that bird? Yeah. So, if you think the food's wrong, right, or something wrong with it, what I do is I get a known food, a food that's known to be perfect, and usually I go wheat, right? So if you think you've got a food problem, I usually give give wheat, and then I look at the the droppings. If the droppings go brown and tight, you know, and they've been green before, you know really you've got a food problem, right? So the challenge then is to work out which grain it is. So you just add one grain at a time to that mix. Okay, all right. So you've got the wheat, then... The, well, this year I had trouble with peas, but um, if you've got good peas, you put then I'd get, add the peas, right? And you can do this very quickly because mm. you get a change immediately in the dropping the okay. next day, yeah. right? That's as long as you haven't got other problems going on. Yeah. And um, uh, and so you just add one at a time. The, the risk grains this year are corn and peas. They're yeah. the high risk. And Milo. I haven't been able to get any Milo. Huh? That's, why, that's why my mix hasn't got Milo in it. Yep. Okay. Um, but at the moment, I'm testing some grains at the moment, which look really good. Um, this chap brought a really nice guy brought them in because he, he's having problems with his pigeon. And he's just double checking all the grains now. With his grain mixes, he had a lot of variety in there, which is really good nutritionally. But the problem is that it, it lessens, it increases the chance of contamination. The more grains you have, you see, especially yeah. in in a year when you haven't got when you have, we're having trouble finding good food, yeah. right? And and so, but it is a bit, really big deal. The getting the food right is a really big, big deal because if you don't get the food right, what happens? You get uh, recurrent infections, especially streptococcus, yes. staphylococcus, and then you get um, air sac disease, yeah. which comes in all the time, yeah. and you just have trouble. You, you have a gut feeling that there's something wrong, don't you, Ivan? Yeah, right, you because, do. And the birds are yeah. sluggish too. Yeah, and, yeah, that's right. And they, and you get a cocky comb without it being coxy. Yeah. Right. So coccidiosis usually you get a cocky comb, and also you can't get those droppings perfect. You can't get them perfect, right? Yeah. Um, but that said, you can counteract bag food. You know, with um, if you corn especially, you can if you got corn which you think is a little bit off, you just cook it for a bit so you get the moisture yeah, out of it yeah. 
So the main thing is that these grains have got too moist, too much moisture in them, which predispose them to fungal infection and other things. Um, so that's what's going on. All right. Well, that's good information because, yeah, a lot of people have these problems at the start of the season and they just can't get their birds in the right sort of um, frame, you know what I mean, for racing. Yeah, yeah, that's right, and you'll lose birds on tosses. Exactly now. right. Yeah, so... so if you haven't if you, got the birds healthy, you're not going to do well in a toss, are you? They're going to... You're not well, going to do you, very well. Yeah. The they're prob- not going to think. They're not going to think properly. And on top of that, we've got the sunspot activity, so it's very difficult. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The problem so they've so got. It's, oh, yeah, sorry, so it's going to be. Yeah, so going to be a difficult year. I think Joe's sure. got a question for you. Oh, no, yeah, no, Joe. I, was, I was just going to say the problem we got. It's all people are tossing, and you, they see it all over Facebook, and blokes who are especially new into the game think, "Oh my God, I've got to hurry up! I'm behind! I'm behind!" And little do they know their birds aren't ready. And you're right; they're having bad losses. Yeah. You know, with what you've just said, you know, birds so aren't I, Yeah, that's, that's a good point, Joe, because you shouldn't lose any babies tossing if you're training them properly, right? Correct. And the main, main problem is that um, people are tossing before the birds are ranging. That's yes, right. correct. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. 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 So what do you say to the people yeah. that sort of you haven't tossed, right, and... Oh, you got to hurry up! We start, you know, in three or four weeks' time, and you haven't. But you, the birds, you can see. Like for myself, I haven't tossed mine yet because I can see they're not ready. quite, quite ready to go. Yeah, very yeah. smart, very clever. Yeah, yeah they're so flying what, yeah, all right, very, but they're not ranging the way I like them. No, to. very true. So what you have to do is you have to make, sh- and that's because it's only because of health, Ivan. Mm. Right? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. If they're not doing, you know, when you get when they're healthy, they just it's easy. Oh they yeah, just, I know when they're healthy. Yeah, yeah. So there's some so there's something that you're missing, right? Yeah. And yeah, and um, and you're good at the microscope, but you're seeing that strip. Um, are you seeing anything else there? Oh, I saw strip, and I saw air sac last week. Yeah. So what you do is you go step by step, Ivan. Right. Mm. So. What you do is first of all you give the KD and look at the droppings, right? Yes, so yeah. if the droppings are tight, you've got a problem. That's yeah. the first step for anyone, right? Yeah. yeah. And so um, then I would give the Levamazole, and we've got the new product now, which is that not the tablet because we can't get the tablet yeah. anymore. It's a liquid form. The liquid the same one, liquid ten meals per two liters of water. How do you know? Because I've been using it. <laughs> yeah. Ivan's on the ball, yeah. mate. Ivan's on the yeah. ball. <laughs> it's called Prezar Liquid, right? Yeah. So, you, so you give that and then you look at the birds a day or two later. Now, if they um, look really good and the droppings aren't fine, that's a food problem, right? So yeah. that tells you there's not an infectious disease but a food problem, a subtle problem. It's only a low-grade problem, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And then the next step there is to... Um, so what you know with a subtle food problem is then you'd go, I'd probably go, you, you know, we can't really name medicines, but the one with streptococcus plus the one for the anaerobic bacteria. Yes. So, so we mix those together and then we go step by step, check for worms and coxie, of course. Yeah. Worms, you, you've done the prosol liquid. Worms are a very underrated problem in racing pigeons. Yeah, they are, and, and some people, you know, I ask them when they come here to test their, their birds, and you can see some worms in the in the droppings, yeah, and yeah. then you say, have you wormed your birds? No, never worm me birds. Yeah, yeah, and it's really easy because it's, it's got multiple um, benefits, right? One, yeah. you get the worms. Two, it stimulates the immune system, and three, it tells you what the health is doing. It's a real, it's a win-win all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. 
So, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I can't stress to people that come here and get their droppings looked at how important it is to worm the pigeons because yeah. when you worm the pigeons also, it's in your book, it, it boosts their immunity. Yeah, totally right. It's a it's a win-win, win-win, wow. but you can't give it too close to the first race for sure. Oh. I was just going to say yeah. the opposite. I'm going to use it every, you know, one day before the race. Highly <laughs> 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 joking. <laughs> Let's take a short break right there and listen to a bit of music before we break for the Southern FM National Radio News. And we'll be back after the news with more of Dr. Rob Marshall and some tips he's got on preparing birds for the race. And also we've got the Cairns Racing Pigeon Club coming up and we've got a special surprise to end the show. So, uh, stay tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia. We'll catch you on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, after the Southern FM National Radio News. Before we break for the news, let's listen to a little bit of uh, Daddy Cool. And because we're back here on Pigeon Radio Australia after our break, here's a song from Daddy Cool, the Aussie band, Come Back Again. Your voice in the community. 88.3 Southern FM. I'm open around the streets late at night. I'm worried because you ain't treating me right. Come back again. I'm just crazy about you, babe. I spoke to your mom and I spoke to your dad. I said I was crazy, it made me feel sad. Come back again. I'm just crazy about you, babe Feeling so sad, so lonely too I don't know how it is to feel sad, lonely and blue Come back again I'm just crazy about you, babe Spoke to your dad and I spoke to your mom They said, go away, boy, and leave us alone Come back again I'm just crazy about you, babe Yeah. 
You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to the only devoted Racing Pigeon radio show in the world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia at www.pigeonmedia.com.au and check out Southern FM at southernfm.com.au. And Joe Angelino was just about to ask Rob Marshall an important question before we say goodbye to Rob. Go ahead, Joe, mate. Hey, Rob, can Um, I ask you, um, sorry, can I ask? you can you give um some new flies and you know other fancies out there you know like because everybody's starting to you know train their birds what advice would you give them to like how far to start training and stuff okay so i can go through my system right thank you so um it starts my system starts when the birds have been flying for two weeks yes so they're young right so I put each, as they get to two weeks, they have to be flying, but not ranging, right? But they're flying with the main flock and they're flying for about half an hour or so. I take them in a basket of 3K and let them go, and I do that twice. Yes. Right, then they don't get tossed again until um, until they're really flying well around the loft, and I start the young birds eight weeks before their first race, yeah. right? I start the old birds three weeks before the first race. Oh. I never toss the young birds and old birds together. Okay. Yeah, and so um, with the young birds, I, st- I go then back to the th- um, to the three k toss. I do, and if they come or the flock comes together and very quickly, um, they go then three days later to ten k. Yeah. Yeah, and then if they come quickly, I do three days later ten k again. Yeah. Then I give them a week off. Then I take them to um, – I try to get outside that 10K zone because inside the 10K zone you can get heavy losses. I don't know why, but um, if they get hooked and stuff, they get disorientated. They can't, yeah. yeah, have you heard that? Yes. Yeah, I it's happened actually. to me. It's happened yeah. to me in previous years, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I try to get out of that 10K zone pretty quickly. So then I jump to 20K. Yes. And, and I do the 20K once a week. So yeah. it's not very heavy, right, because I want to retain their loft flying activity. And as you know, when you're tossing, the loft flying activity decreases yeah, with yeah, young correct. birds. Yeah. So you have to make sure before you toss again that the birds are back up into their 45 minutes and going all right. Mm. And and it doesn't have to, and it doesn't have been twice Daily it can be just once a day. Forty-five minutes is adequate. Do you know what I mean? Um, so and then from then they get um, then they get then they go straight to from twenty k they go straight to the forty k, and then um, they get a forty k toss once a week, uh. and then they get one forty. Then my bird's got one fifty k toss, 
and then they had they tapered for the, all last week for ten days didn't get a toss. Okay. So they didn't get a toss before the first race after that fifty k toss, and the reason for oh, that okay. is okay. Oh, I see what you're doing, yeah. Yeah. So they taper that you rest them, and they're loft flying, and they're this is my theory, and they're bonded to the loft. See, yeah. Um, a lot of people like toss a lot, right? Yeah. But um, but um. There's, I don't see there's any benefit in that because I'm trying to get the birds to love the loft, you see, yeah. not not to train them. Um, but, you know, that training system works as well. There's a lot of different training systems. On these the short races, Rob, on basketing, day, do you let your birds out? No, never. So no. they get locked in on – and then what I do is I – so you fill it – I give them as much as they want on basket morning, right, and that's early, that's 6.30, Right, and I, I leave the food there until eight o'clock. Okay. So you know that's how much they get, right? Mm. So, but my birds are fed twice daily, so they're not gorging themselves like no. if you're ration feeding, you can't do that, right? No, that's right. And then I and then I um I go down at two to give them that s- small mix, and then at that time I I fill their crops. Mm. I go and see how full the crops are. And when they're right, they're all empty just in that short amount of time where they've, been, where they've had a lot of food in the early morning. So, But if they're full, well, then that tells you you've got a problem in the loft mm. or there's a problem in that bird and you wouldn't send that bird. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Is that mm. enough? Yeah, that's good. Thanks very well, much for that information, you, Rob. I think no, that'll help a lot remember, of people. Just remember there's a lot of different ways to raise pigeons. Yeah, shape. it's a balancing act, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's a balancing act. Um, about lessening the stress, which lessens the chance of immune suppression, which lessens the chance of disease. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and also to maximise the motivation of coming home. Yeah. Right? So you have to make it a pleasurable thing. Yeah. The other thing is the more you toss, the more chance you've got of hawk attack, which is going to mentally upset them. Upset so, them, yeah. Yeah, and it's all about making these birds confident and happy, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're constantly tossing them, you know, getting hawks. So I never go outside the city limits. That's the whole point. Okay, so you keep within the city limits. Yeah, and they only go outside city limits when on their first race. That's what. That's how I protect them. Okay. And then, yeah. and so, and in that, you know, you're going, you're going to get losses. But then I send all my birds to the first, first two, to, to, to the first point every week. Yeah. And so. That way, the birds that aren't coping or blah, 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 you lose them all together, right, rather yeah. than dra- dragging in and out over the season. That way, you're not having weaker birds predisposing your other birds to infection because they get sick because they're weak. Yeah. And so that way, I find that I can maintain their health much better during the season if I do that. Yeah. But that's just, that's just my system. Yeah, yeah. that's your, well, everybody's yeah. got their own system, but Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, but yeah. it's always good to have information. It's always it's what works for you, I guess. You know, like Rob said, everyone does things differently and they get the results. Yeah. yeah. yeah totally right. And it depends on what family of birds you got as well. That's Correct. another yeah. thing too, yeah. Correct. Mm. Oh, talking about family yeah. of birds, Rob, before we go, um that hen that you clocked, and she's done well for you in the past. Are you going to yeah. keep racing her, or you think maybe you know what? I might put you away. Uh, no, I'm not putting her away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was do, firm. Do, do you know why? Do you know why? Because she maybe can do it again next week. 
No, not at all. Because okay. she hasn't bred anything in two years. She hasn't bred any decent babies. Well, how's she going to breed anything when you've got a pair to a fence up? Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I, I put it to three cocks last year. I know, year I'm only before, joking. But, but, um, that, but I did get the fence up, baby. I thought it was very nice. Thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> good on you, mate. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Rob, it's good chatting with you, mate, and thank you very much yeah. for your advice. And, mate, yeah. congratulations. Great win. Yeah, I was Especially very Especially for, for where you live too, eh? Great win, mate. And um, yeah, thanks, mate. It's very nice of you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, we'll it's a, keep it's it going, Rob. Thing. You might you might end up beating Mr. Vescos in the point score. All I have to do is <laughs> it's a challenge. I tell you, it's, 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 it's easier said than done. I tell you. Yeah, I know. You're not wrong, mate. If I can beat Poi and. Jimmy and some other people, I'd be very happy, but oh, it doesn't happen that easy. It's not no, it's happen. not. They're, yeah. they're very stiff competition, those people. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're very um, dedicated as well, yeah, like all of are. us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mate. Thanks, Rob. Thank you very Thank much. You. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, mate. Bye. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Meat We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road Tulin Vale Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyright is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyright contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyright is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyright now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 0732062568. Southern FM sponsor. Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor. chance to 
to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to helpoptions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopoptions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. I had a dream that someday I would just fly, fly away. And I always knew I couldn't stay. So I had a dream that I just fly away. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside. And I always knew I couldn't stay. So I had a dream that I just fly away, away, oh. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia from the Cairns Racing Pigeon Club, we have uh, Rob Van Der Veen and also Aaron Harper, the uh, this week's winner up there. Um, how you going, fellas, and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Yeah, going good. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's good. Good weekend. Good oh, weekend. You'd have a big smile on your face, Aaron, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, I did have a good one. I had, a, had about a couple of minutes um, in front of everybody, so he's done something special and decided to separate from the bunch. Well done. So I'm always happy when that happens. Yeah. They're very annoying. Rob, <laughs> Rob, you're the bridesmaid again, my friend. Yeah, yeah, it happened quite a lot last season. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, well, you're going to have to break the drought next week, buddy. Yeah, I'll try. Us, I'll yeah. try, but uh, <laughs> the conditions are be, look like they're going to be similar to this weekend, so it could be the same sort of thing. Come on, um, Aaron. Come on, Aaron. Who knows? <laughs> two, in a row, two in a row, Aaron. How good would that be? Oh yeah, no, I don't know. You never expect it, but it's um, it's always good when it happens, especially when you do get them breaking away. It's um, yeah, that's the exciting thing. Hey, when instead of getting twenty on your roof in one hit, you get one that comes in by itself, and the clock does that beeping noise, and you look at it again and say, "Wait, did that just happen?" Exactly. Um, and then you want to tell somebody, but you don't want to rub it in their faces, right? So. <laughs> the thing is, with with a pigeon that comes on its own, two things. It's either a good one or a bad one. You know, when, when they come on their own, you, you think, oh, no, it's either a good or bad one. Which one is yep. it going to be? In, uh, in your case, you got yourself a winner. Yep. Well yep, done. happy, very happy. Very well done, buddy. Yeah. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the bird. What bloodline? Uh, so a lot of mine, my original stuff came from Dave over in West uh, Western Australia, so Vanderbolt's and whatever else. I obviously bred this one a year or two ago, but... Um, yeah, that's where a lot of it's come from. And there's a guy in Townsville called Tony Garnett, and a lot of my birds are out of all his sort of stuff. Um, nice. Just sort of all crossed. I, I don't have the time and that to keep, make, you know, very good records of, yeah. of what's going on. I'm yeah. only sort of three or four years into it at the moment. Um, so, yeah, but I just got a mix of, of – I started with some some – Good birds, and then and I seem to do really well in the short races and the medium size medium races. So yeah. Well, Rob, you're going to have to help him on the long races too. No, no, no. It was my turn then. <laughs> That's when you kick in. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, no, the, the, the birds did well. I was happy with mine. Just to, you know, consistency consistencies is a nice thing, thing to get. Um, even though, like, you know, it wasn't a long race. The velocities are a bit slow, so, um, 
don't know what what I'm thinking of, eh? Because well, we, it's yeah, it, it's probably the, the the race itself. It's like you know, yeah, we start off and the pigeons have to go past. Sounds a bit silly, but the the birds actually fly past cans to get back into cans. So they're on the other side of the range to cans, but. However, with the GPS, we just found out there was a couple of birds that um, actually came over the range. So that's something really interesting that we've not seen before. So, um, And, of course, you know, Aaron's bird happened to be one of them. Um, so, you know, and they're decent height, the ranges, you know, so that's interesting because generally they'll go down past Cairns and uh, they'll come through the bottom of Cairns basically through Gordon Vale, the Gillies Range, um, and then they'll come back up, up to Cairns. So you know they come come up through pretty high, and then sort of level out and down, the, down they go. Eh? Well, maybe years have bred a different type of pigeon this year that will ha- well, that will break and go over the hills and not scared. You know. Yeah. Well, it's amazing because you know we've. Um, just assume this and that, and and in in a lot of it, we were sort of correct. But um, when you got the GPS ring on there, it just uh, highlights um, completely different things. You know, like yeah. uh, the information and data you get from it. It's it's, it's awesome. You know, you get the heights and the speeds and how long uh, the bird's sitting in a tree for whatever reason, whether it's a falcon chasing it, and um, and um, paints a bit of a picture that you probably wouldn't have even thought possible um, previously when we weren't using the uh, GPS and that Aaron had those and he's used them and um, it, it's it's uh, that interests me a lot anyway because well, you'd like to know what the birds do, you know. Of course. Now, Aaron, those, because uh, Ivan's got the tracker system as well, which is let, which is let me, I might try him this year, but what brand is your one? Is yours the little white ring that clips over the, um, the life ring yeah. or... Yeah, I've I've had both types. So now I've the Sky Leaders, I think they're called. They're the they're the white, they're um, the, white yeah. round ones. They're yeah, the, they're the better ones. The one that uh, Ivan's got. What is your one, Ivan? It's uh, it's really it's pretty big. And you think, how the heck is that bird going to fly with that thing on its leg? You know. Yeah. So, and they've got little circuit boards sticking yes, out of those that's ones. The one. Yeah. And I've yeah, they just yeah. yeah, too big for me. I think it's too big. It, it, it's amazing the data we get because the two birds that we did. I only put them on two this week, um, but they're together for probably the first 50 Ks, and then yeah. they hit this wind farm. There's the massive big wind farm, yes. and they've once done a U-turn and hooked around to the right, and the other one's gone around the left. Uh, and like Rob said, like the, the, the main pack's gone south probably 30, 40 Ks, and then come around that range, um, whereas the other one's even though it took a bit longer, it's pulled up in a tree somewhere, sort of taking a direct line over the hills, but yeah. then it was... You know, that one didn't come in for about three or four hours after the, the, the yeah. main pack. So, yeah, it's, it's incredible just trying to get an understanding of what they really do and what we think they do and, yeah. Can can I ask you what you paid for your system? How much um, – what are they worth? So if someone's interested, they know roughly what they're worth. Oh, look, they, they are expensive. I think it's – I think five rings uh, – you get five rings and you get five dummy rings. Yep. Uh, oh, I'm going to say between four and five hundred dollars. They're on Amazon. That's not um, a bad price, though. Oh, it's, it's, it's the info, and, and uh, especially with your training, and if you want to do, yeah, it's 
It's money well spent, I oh, think. I was, um, I was thinking more than 1,000, 1,200, 1,500 or something. No, I think if you go to 10 rings, obviously you, you want to put them on birds that you're going to get them back because they're expensive. Yeah. If you're <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You're not wrong, man. What are the replacement rings to buy? Uh, the, the dummy ones? No. no. If, you, if you lose a ring and you want to replace it, how much would that cost? Oh, to? no, same, same sort of price. They come in packs of five or, or ten, so you'd be up for another four or five hundred dollars because okay. there's a fair bit of technology going on in that little ring right so it's amazing it's amazing yeah they, they are they are brilliant especially if you're trying to work where your birds are breaking and, and what's going on with them so um yeah, yeah might, this year we learn a little bit more so oh. when they hit that wind farm what do you think happened did they get disorientated by something or get chopped we're not sure it could have been just coincidence and maybe there's a falcon has you know hit oh, them and they've 100%. split up two different directions but um it was interesting it was around the big wind farm and it's a massive big wind farm they've completed in just the last couple of years um but with, with those rings last year was it Rob's or one of my birds mm. went out to, went 60 k's out to sea. We, we were doing a coastal run and it's gone 60 k's out and there was a bit of weather around. Yeah. Ended up 100 k's north, came up. So it's just amazing where they where they go. That's um, you're, not Jeez, you're not wrong. Yeah, and you wouldn't believe it unless you had this technology. No, you wouldn't exactly. And when your bird comes back like the next morning, you think were you sitting on the roof or something? No, that bird was actually flying, you know, way out to sea or. He probably flew a 600-kilometre. Yeah, and you're using those tracking systems, has it changed your outlook on the race? Like, do you think differently where the birds are coming from and that? It's definitely encouraged me. I should let Rob speak soon. But, like, getting into the, you know, the single tossing and, and trying to get your birds to break to me, especially this route we're going. And it's sort of, look, if me, me and Rob actually did a toss up from the race point, not too long ago, a couple of weeks prior, and our birds did the, what did it within an hour or forty-five mm-hmm. minutes. Right. Um, but, then, but but then you add everybody else's birds that may not have been um, trained as well, and then they're taking an hour and a half and going whatever. So it sort of helps with the GPS rings to when we're tossing, seeing the direct more direct route they take compared to with the group they're just going wherever. So trying to I think trying to get might. your birds to break and think for themselves, yeah. you know. That might be a good investment, Ivan, for uh, maybe the VPO. Mm, something to think about, you know. Especially if it's if you've got hills and stuff, you know what I mean. Like here, we just governed by high ranges. It's just a nuisance, you know. Like yeah, true. And do you find they usually go around the ranges, or do they fly over them, or what do they do when they? Well, you know? we just well. If you had asked me that last week, I would have said that they don't come over the range, mm-hmm. um, but. Now looking at that, I'm not sure what's going. What's going on? Because the, this bird got got. He was actually flying a really good line. He went straight over the range, but when he got into cans, he was a bit mixed up. But uh, um, he could have followed other birds or, or whatever. But it did, definitely changes your um, your thinking. You, you know, ability of of 100%. a bird. If a bird can get over the range. Because my birds, you know, there's a place called Lake Morris and it's on the other side of the range. So my birds fly past that or they probably fly over it and it's just over here to, to my sort of east 
um, uh, west, sorry, I think. And if they came over the hill, they'd just be home. But no, they've got to fly all the way past my house and then go down and then look for this Gillies Range, which is a big divot, and that's where the main highway goes, actually. So the birds can probably see the clearing. And um, we just assumed that they always came um, down down that Gillies Range. And, and often when it got foggy or there was rain and that was blocked, well, we'd have a bad race because the birds would start looking for some opening. They're, they're, they're just looking for something and they end up going down further and further and further until they can find one. But it does show now that they do have the ability to do it. It's just having a a good enough bird to recognise um, to do it, but they just seem to want to go in the, in, in the divots and gullies and, and all those places rather than over the top. So, Which would make it a lot easier, like you said, Rob. You know, just go over the hill and you're home in you know, half an hour earlier or 40 minutes earlier. Yeah, well, it did. Yeah, that's right. It, it, it would have been it'd be a completely different outcome on positions and, and things like that, but I... As far as I know, look, I've only been racing for 10 years, but I don't think I've ever, ever had a pigeon come over that range. All mine seem to have come out of the south, they fly past on the other side of the range and then um, come back up. So, yeah, so, and then when you get the um, range blocked up, um, they tend to have a hard time of it. So, but it's interesting data, yeah. Oh, and for you guys in these big feds and, and that, just having the rings on for these races that will show you, you know, which loft is, you know, where the mob's going. It might be going this way because there's, you, you can just see even when they get home where they're, because on our routes we can sort of see it almost flies over Rob's house when they come from the south and then there's another flyer. They just go up the, up the run. So, I mean, for you guys that are spread out more over a major region, you can see where they're, you know, where they're being steered, the mob. And um, that sort of information is helpful too, right? So, very, very helpful. Yeah. What I want to know, Aaron, is uh, are you going to send that bird again next week? <laughs> I will send that one next yes, week, and I'll put the yes. ring and I'll put the ring on it too. Because I mean, yes, if, Look out, you know, Rob. just just for fun. If if you know, our club's just a, it's just a couple of us having a good time. So it's not not big money or anything nah, involved. So it's only early um, races. They're like tosses anyway. You know what I mean? That, that's right. So yeah, I'll, I'll be putting. Yeah, if it's looking good, I'll be putting did, putting that one in oh, with Aaron, the ring on and see what it does. Did you notice uh, Rob went quiet when when you said yes? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, I I was quite keen that he put that bird back in because I'm actually really the time that it did um, in front of his other birds uh, had my head I was scratching my head going how the hell did that bird do that you know like yes. so I'm pretty sort of interested in in. Um, how that bird is able to get that time that quickly. So, so I might have to might have to see which conveyor's taking him this week too, because he might not have been <laughs> as easily bribed yeah. as 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 a guy yeah, on the weekend, yeah, whether yeah. now ten minutes early. Yeah, yeah. A box of Tim Tams or something. Yeah. Oh, that is so funny. So, Aaron, how how did you get uh, into pigeon racing? And yeah, what made you get into pigeon racing? Look, I'm in my 40s, so, so when I was like a, a junior, probably 16, 17, I was just in the pool one day and my dad was telling me how he he had pigeons. He just had a couple of fancies and I just thought it was amazing, but in how they home and all that. And I yeah. got into the Cairns Club 
then as a as a junior and my dad was able to help me build a few cages and but then you know then you get you get older and you, you don't have a place that you live in you I mean you know you're renting or you you whatever and it's very hard to do pigeons and then just yeah I just I had fancy ones for for many years and then finally had the resources and the time and knew we were going to be in the same location probably four or five years ago and said yep cool let's go but um so I've always had a love for them. It just hasn't always been the right timing. But, um, yeah, um, the, the Cairns Club's been, been really good. It's sort of had its up and downs like every every club, but there's a couple of really faithful, good members there. Yeah, but, um, yeah and um, just love it. I mean, it's just nothing better than sitting on a, on a Saturday morning waiting for those birds to come home and um, – yeah, I see myself doing it for a really, really long time. The adrenaline, yeah. the adrenaline rush. Like I've been doing it for twenty years, and the, even yourself, Rob, and yeah, mm. the adrenaline rush you get when you see that first bird come home. It's like you can't beat it. It's just oh, yes, I got one. You know, and, you know <laughs> yes, come on, come on, get in, get in. Yeah, yeah. should I tell everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And it's tough in September when we wrap up because you're thinking, oh. What am I going you know, to do six now? months till we get into it again. That's yeah, right, yeah, and yeah. Um, and it's just such a it's such a good time of year up here with the weather. And well, I mean, we have our off weeks, but it's just yeah, it's just special this weekend. Even though it wasn't a super long race, there's a very good vibe in there. Yeah, and that's the good. Club. That's good, and that's and, what um, it's all about. Yeah. The good vibe, good atmosphere at the club, and mate, a fun. You know what I mean? Everyone has a joke, a banter. You know, I can imagine Rob. He'd be the he'd be a character at the club. You know, yeah, he goes quiet when the results are red, <laughs> but um, <laughs> he's pretty perky before that. So, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, get into him, get into him, get into him. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Sus, that, that, that pigeon, that one, <laughs> very sus. <laughs> don't worry, Rob. I'll do it again next week. Oh, hey, that's <laughs> what I like to hear. Probably. Oh, that is the best. We're going to be watching it anyway. We're going Rob, to... you got any Vanden box? Because that's what you currently you need. Those Vanden box. Hey, you got any Vanden box? No, no, I'm gone. Maybe I'm that's what that's the pro- maybe that's the problem. You haven't got any Vanden box. Yeah, I'm gonna have to steal that one that's when I was racing. Good on you. <laughs> Get a couple of rounds out of it, and then let it go. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron, you're a uh, you're not that you're not that old. But so what? Uh, what advice would you give, like, uh, new flyers and someone that's thinking about getting into pigeon racing? Oh, look, it's 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 one of those things, because I've explained this to people before, and they just look at me like I can't see any excitement in that. But it's but, but for me, it's just it's just amazing what, what the birds, you know, what the birds can do. And that. My, my advice to uh, new, new guys would be just start small, just get a, a couple of, a couple of, you know, breeding pairs. There's always going to be guys in the club that are happy to unload stuff that hasn't worked for them. Yeah. Um, but that's where you start, right? And that's where you, you get a feel for it and get a time. And then, and then you just get the <laughs> you get the addiction, right? And then you start looking around what else you can do. Um, yeah. Okay. Just, yeah, that's it. I know we've got, yeah. new, we've got new flies in our club, in our, my club, and in, also in our federation, the VPO, and they are so keen... They've only got a small team, you know, 50 birds, and, and they just are so looking forward to racing and 
oh, they just they they ring me up. Oh, you know, well, you know, can you come and like today? I was at their places and I was putting their birds in the clocks and all that, and they're just so excited and buzzed, you know, ready for because we start in a, what is it, Ivan, five weeks or something, yeah. four week, four five weeks we start. So and they're so keen and it's good to see that in people. You know what I mean? Uh, because as soon as yeah. they, they'll be just happy, to, just as long as they get a bird home, they'll be wrapped. You know, that's what they yeah, say. That's We're, right. And, and it's probably two more like the older guys in the club just being a bit gentle on the new flies. And you know, like we can all be a little bit. Oh, what are you doing that for? That's silly. You do it this way because I've been doing nah. it twenty years <laughs> and, and all that. But but you can speak to six different people and they'll tell you something completely different. You know, even exactly. they're all they're all great flies. But the one thing I've noticed is that, you know, they all everyone thinks that their 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 system is the best, and they'll you know initially they won't even notice that they're doing it. But um, yeah, I guess when you're a new flyer as well, you know, you can take things to heart when you're not getting good results, and everybody's telling you a hundred things you're doing wrong. But it's just you know just just you work it out. You know, just do what you what you want to do. Listen to listen to a bunch of guys, and just you know make up your own sort of. Don't, system that's, that works for you time-wise and all right. that sort of thing. And don't yeah. be scared that's to ask. You, hey? <laughs> <laughs> don't well, there's scared. some guys that spend all day fiddling around and measuring their their food. There's other guys that yeah. don't just feed straight from that. And, you know, they're both are getting good results and different – yeah, so it's there's no right or wrong, I, I feel. It's just – There is no yeah, rules, thought, is there? There's no rules. No, but I, I think there's a part to play for, for the older guys and the more senior guys in the club to – you know, just watch out for the the new guys and just be gentle and slight <laughs> little guidance. Be gentle and loving. Oh, are you taking all this in, Rob? Are you taking all this in? <laughs> oh, no, we've got, a, we've got a great club. I've just seen it happen. I know, like, I'm, I know. I'm, 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 I'm on the Facebook groups, and, and everybody that flies pigeons has obviously got a pretty um, good opinion of why they're the best and everyone else isn't. Yeah, that's um, right, so, exactly. And, oh, don't um, worry. I yeah. go take my rage out in the bush with <laughs> <laughs> with a yeah. good old rifle of yours, huh? <laughs> Load the dots no, no, up I'm and not. away you go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's yeah, good. it's that's two good. different things there, oh, but um, yeah. no. no I guess with, with Cairns being a, like a bit of a country low key club, our best results are the days where everybody gets really good returns. Right? It doesn't really matter who wins. If you if you win, that's great. But when the club's well, we're all well. So, exactly, and um, that's what you got to make sure that everybody has that fun, friendly atmosphere in the club because it, you can't beat it, yeah? Because then, like you said, you look forward to the next week and then the week after. And you know what? You beat Rob this week, he's going to try his hardest to beat you next week. And you know that. And you're like, Whoa. you know, I, I hope <laughs> I'm going to put that. Like you said, I'm going to send this bird again. I hope it can do it again. And if it does, <laughs> oh, yes, look out. <laughs> Another phone call, Ivan, another phone call to Mr. Aaron Harper. Yep. See <laughs> no, how we go. Good. That's good. That'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. Um, <laughs> so do you guys, um, with training and everything, you just train all – because I know there's uh, where you guys live, Falcons are everywhere there. Um, do, do you just train together separately or well, – It was a bit of a mixed thing, wasn't it, this year a little bit? A couple of people train together, some singly – um, yeah. bit like that, eh? Wasn't it? Yeah, this year probably a little bit more together because to get up the range yeah. is a fair bit of driving. You drive for an hour to get twenty k's away, basically, because you're going oh, really up around a range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, 
it's um to get to get what to get what seventy k's robbed to the race point was probably two and a half hour drive. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. that's right. Yeah, and, yeah, and so yeah, sharing a bit this year. Um, but when we go south and that, it's normally just individual because you hop in the car and it's a hundred k's an hour and off you go, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many so, bird, how many birds do you breed, Aaron? Or uh, I'm sorry, how many birds are you racing this year? Oh, in, in my team, I've got I've got about eighty eighty five currently. So, beautiful, nice. Yeah, yep. good. Any white ones, grizzles? What do you, you got? Some hawk bait there, or? <laughs> they do have a couple of white ones. They're always last. They're always, <laughs> They're always next day birds, but so, that might be, oh, just geez. be my my ones. Oh, yeah. Geez. So if you clock one a white one, you know, uh, yeah, you're in trouble. I think I bred those ones for him. Ah, oh, good on you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, a lot of my colours are actually reds because a lot of the Vanderbolts and that, a lot of cocks are reds and and that sort of thing. But uh, um, but I mean, yesterday was a blue bar, which would be a hen out of one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah, so bit of bit of colour, but I don't have much of grizzle. It's um, there's some guys in the club that have infested with it, but um, yeah, okay. not 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 me. Rob, you might have to give him some of your slow grizzles. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger grizzles, mate. They're yeah. my bird. Oh, exactly. Yeah, Rob, what are you going to do to beat this young man next week? What are you? Gonna, what, what what's your attack of a plan? Plan of attack. Well, I'm, I'm talking about the front here. Plan of attack. Know. What's your I, plan of attack, you know, Well, at the moment, what I've done is I've I've got this pigeon, and um, it's probably the best pigeon I, seriously I've bred. Um, and uh, he was he was uh, outstanding as a young bird, and I've, I've bred a few young off him. He's back in the race team now, Ooh. so um, I'm counting on him to put an end to all this rubbish of me coming second. <laughs> Um, he, he's a good bird, but yeah, apart from that, I don't know if Aaron's birds are going to start this coming over the hill, it's going to make life very difficult. Well, it's, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's going to be very interesting. You're going to have a lot of people watching to see the results next week to see if it's actually happened. <laughs> and I hope it does. Sorry, Rob, but I hope it does. Yeah. Well, just to, just to throw, throw it out there too, if, if my bird comes in a mob with Rob's, yeah. Then he wins because yeah. just the way the birds are going this year, they're going south, and I'm more north than him. So they 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 head 30k south, okay, and then they hit Rob's house, and they start heading north, and then I, we're we're the same distance pretty much within like 500 meters, even though we live 10k's apart, okay. just because we're going west. Yes. Whereas yeah. with South, I probably get the advantage when we do the South run. Yep. So I have to break away to to <laughs> to win pretty much. Oh, all so, right. So yeah, so if it's um, we'll see how we go. Fingers crossed. But Rob's got some really good birds. His birds are quality, especially when he starts coming to those long ones. Hey, Rob, it's um, yeah, very hard to breed. Middle yeah. to long, so. well, he's, got, yeah. he's got this smaller, smaller breed, don't, sort don't, of like you know, Aaron, city pigeons. Don't worry about the long ones. <laughs> don't worry about the middle ones. Worry about tomorrow, next weekend, then the weekend <laughs> after. Don't worry about ahead. What's happening ahead? Focus on the. the <laughs> Week after week, my friend. Week I just send him the, the young bird. I just send him the young bird derby trophy pitches every couple of weeks. Oh, just to upset him because they're instant in my cupboard at the moment. So, oh, that is the best. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's, what was it? that's Rob's. Yeah. <laughs> they won it for like six years running or something. Jeez, and then Aaron took it off me. There you go. Uh, so yeah, but anyway, you know that that's what you want to see. Of course, you know, of course. All jokes aside, Rob, uh, you know, we have a banter, but that, you're right. That's exactly what you want to see. 
Yeah, of course you do. You don't want, you know, like you just sort of feel like, uh, you know, the other guys, it'd be nice for them to, to, to sort of get get a hold of it, you know. Yeah. It's good. Hey, Share it around a little all, bit. Also, Rob, before we do go, did you want to read the results out? Have you got them in front of you by any chance? Yeah, I do actually, yeah. yeah if you want to read them out, just uh, that'd be great. Yeah. So um, we had, um, we only had six flying this week, so... Um, obviously, Aaron was first. Well done, Aaron. Uh, so uh, I came in second, and uh, Tom, who lives up the road, uh, the highway a little bit, he came in third. Then Dave Avermi was fourth, and Owen Russell, he was fifth. Um, but he lives in a, in, a, in a really horrid place up on the range there. So yeah. um, life's just difficult for him in general. So... But um, it's always good to see him um, uh, having a go, you know. And um, six was uh, Ralph. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was slow velocities, obviously. But, um, yeah, it was just nice to have a good day, uh, good weather and um, all that sort of stuff. And the as Aaron said, the atmosphere was uh, good. Um, so, you know, that's all part and parcel of, the, of, of having a good weekend type of thing. So, yeah. Well, it's congratulations to all of you guys. Uh, it's good. Yeah. Uh, it's great to see the racing started. Finally, it started, and um, you know we're going to start reading out results. And you know, yeah, <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I've actually got a. I've actually got a good friend of mine. A work a good friend of mine and workmate is in the studio with us, and um, he's actually his name's Peter. So, say good day to Rob and Aaron. Hey, Rob Aaron. My name's Peter. Yeah, met Joe about three months ago. Just, yeah, this pigeon thing's all new to me. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. He, guys, it is. He, he wants to know, the, Peter wants to know, how do they navigate? How do they find their way home? He, he can't believe it. Rob? Yeah. What, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who knows? Oh, you know, they just do their thing, I suppose. I think it's a little bit of everything. You know, some people smell, it's the smell, it's the side, it's the magnetic thing, it's all Sound waves, who knows, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's some of them. I don't think some of them, birds can uh, use any of them and and get anywhere. But um, it's going to be just a mystery. I don't think anyone's going to actually know exactly how it all works out, you know, so... If they ever do work it out, some government's going to build a super (laughs) weapon with it. So (laughs) That's true. That's true. You're not wrong there. What are your theories, Ivan? What do you reckon? How do they navigate? There's all different theories. No one's proven anything. Yeah. What have you heard? What are your theories that you've heard? Have you heard? Is it the scent? Well, some say smell, some say the sun, some say... You know, different things. You know, magnetic field of the magnetic earth. Magnetic fields, yes, that's right. Yeah, well, but it's nothing's proven. Yeah. I mean, it's not much different to migratory birds. You know, they 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 do the same sort of things too. They travel thousands of miles yeah. to get from point A to B. So um, it's not just pigeons alone. There's other varieties of birds that um, can leave an area and fly miles and miles and miles. Um, to breed and whatnot, and then um, turn around and then come back, sort of thing. Um, even the peregrine, the falcons, same. They've um, they can travel thousands of miles yeah. um, just to breed, you know, in breeding grounds. And then um, when the chicks 
not all of them, obviously, but then when the young take off, they um, just go and do their own thing. Um, go and harass us, uh, pigeon flies. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the same as the fish and, uh, you know, fish and all that. They migrate phew, thousands, thousands of miles as well. Yeah. You know, whales right. and all that, whales and stuff. And yeah. Yes, yes, they do. A lot of animals, a lot of animals. Yep, so, yep. Yeah, unreal. For sure. It is, it is an amazing thing, really. I mean. So when you guys find out, can you let us know how they navigate the pigeons? Can you let us know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably won't be in this lifetime. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, yep. And we're going to be talking to you every week so you can read out yep. the results. Aaron, congratulations, no my friend. Thank you. And we look forward to seeing your results next week, mate. Yeah, great. Yeah, no, great. thank you. Thank you for the show you put on. It's, um, yeah, it's uh, really good. There's nothing really else there like it, is it? So, um, yeah, and it's brewing. keeps us all connected and, and gets to hear all the goss around town or what's going on. And yeah. No, thank you very yeah, much. Appreciate for that. That. No, we, yeah, we try our best, don't we, Ivan? Tony. We try our best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. That's all uh, we can good do. Good work, boys. Good thank, work. Thank you very much. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Mead. We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales Tara Mead stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyright is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyright contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyright is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyright now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 0732062568. Southern FM sponsor. Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor.
is your chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hopauctions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopauctions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Broadcast from Melbourne, Australia, on 88.3, Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside. Can you hear me, Igor? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's the way. Listen, um, like I said, you've got, uh, you're on Pigeon Radio. Actually, I've got a bloke here who's trading one of your birds. Has he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he want, uh, uh, can you tell him, hey mate, tell him your name. Uh, my name's Peter Karlovic. Uh, how you going, Peter? Nice to meet you, mate. Yeah, nice to meet you too, Eagle. Uh, y- yeah, you don't know me, do you? No, I don't, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know you're from Airport West, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm from Airport West. I haven't, I haven't been racing for the last couple of years. Just been busy with the kids, you know. They're playing sport. They they do footy, they do swimming, and and that. So I've sort of taken a step back from pigeon racing. Uh, maybe in the future I might come back into it. I'm not sure. I've still got the birds at home. I let them out, and and then they do a bit of a fly and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, because that's what he said to me. Because he works with me, and, and I said, "Come on the radio. We'll find out who the birds belong to." You know, because it landed in my backyard. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, all right. And we started talking. He goes, geez, it's a small world. And I said, oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, you. Igor, you know me, my friend. <laughs> you know me, Peter, but you what, don't what, know what, me. What, what, what's your last name? Karlovich. You live across the road from uh, two Karloviches, Anton and Veronica. Across the road from, from uh, Tony, Tony. You're talking about Tony's house? Yes, the two, two Croatians across the road from you. Ah, I'm their Peter, son. You, you, but you, you don't, you, 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 oh, now I know, you don't have pigeons. No, I met Joe <laughs> about, in February, we started working together, and we yakety yak yak, and then he started talking pigeons, I go, I've got to come see your pigeons, and, and then he goes, come oh. on the radio show, and then we started talking, I go, I oh, know a guy, Igor, he lives in Apple <laughs> West, he had these pigeons, and he goes, Igor, well, we know Igor, and then there you go, and they decided to call you. Oh, no, 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 you're right, I, um... Because you put me off, Peter, and I'm thinking Peter that's got pigeons, and I couldn't think of anyone. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 I, they didn't even tell me they were going to call you. They just put me on the spot. <laughs> and then they're like, it's Igor. I'm like, oh, it's Igor. So I thought I'd just say hello. Play along, play along. Play along a bit. Ah, oh, nice, nice. So you work with Joe? Yeah, I just started in February with him. And, uh, yeah, I saw, I came to his place today for the first time and just was like, far out. How much he's in, I just can't believe how much he's involved in these pigeons. Yeah, no, no, no. So he was pulling my leg when he said I was on pigeon radio. Is that right? <laughs> no, you're actually no, no, on you pigeon are, radio. No, no, you are. And I'm on pigeon radio. I can't believe I'm on pigeon radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's in the show. I said, come, you're going to have to come. and Because he was amazed at, you know, the setup and the birds. And I said, I've got one better for you. He goes, what's that? I said, come for a drive. We're going to go to the station. We're going to do a recording. Are you serious? He goes, oh, yeah, I'll come. So, I, And then I said to Ivan, I said, you know what? 
we'll call Igor and uh, we'll just stir him up a little bit. I know Igor, he says. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just a small world. I go, I know a guy who has pigeons in Apple West. His name's Igor. And then they go to me, Igor, we know an Igor. And I'm like, what a small world. It is. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Small world it is, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it is. So you're not going to get back. You're not going to get back into the birds for a while, or? Uh Joe, I just—it's too hard. Like um, Thomas does swimming twice a week, and yes. he does footy, footy the other two days a week, and right. he had a game today. Yep. And um, the, the father-in-law's got a farm up in the Gambi, so I go up um, and help him when I can, and also, you know. I try and do a bit of fishing when I can as well. So um, yeah, look, he got Peter again. Yeah, look, I know all about the kids, mate. I understand totally. You know, Luca's got yeah. soccer. Heidi's got basketball. I'm the team manager of Luca's soccer team, so I'm busy with that uh, work. I totally understand. But do you miss do you miss pigeon racing? I do a little bit. Yes, it's in the there blood. Go, it's in the see? blood. It's in the blood. Yeah, but I understand family. Family's first, and I, I totally understand. Trying to balance everything, poof. Eagle hat. I, I miss, I miss uh, uh, sitting in the backyard, waiting for five, six hours plus. Yes. And I miss, miss seeing that bird coming home and, and flickering in the sky and, and uh, just, you know, happy to be home and, and, and wanting to trap fast, and you, that, that gives me a real buzz. Seeing, seeing the birds come home, uh, whether it's a 100-mile race or 400-mile race or, or 600, you know. And when you did race, Eagle, actually, Peter, when Eagle did race, he won a couple of races. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He did. Yeah. He won a few races. So he done well, really well with his birds. Yeah, well, I'm hearing the same thing. What you just said, Eagle, is what Joe said. It it seems to be something with when that bird comes home, they you get a rush. It seems to be air. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you you, you you do, you do. Mm-mm. Believe it or not. It's very interesting, very interesting. It's a new world for me. This is, uh, yeah. Well, well now, now that you know what it's all about, how about I breed you some? No, 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 no way. Between the stuff I've got going <laughs> on, you, no you chance, no chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, well, look, we look forward to seeing you back into the sport and then that, your name on the results, mate. Yeah. You know? That'll It'd be, be good. nice to come That'll back one day. It'd be nice. And, 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 and thanks for having me on the radio show. And I wish you, wish you all the best, everyone that's racing uh, in the upcoming season. Hope everyone does well. Well right. said, Igor. Thank you Thank very you much. Thank you very much. Yeah. See you around, Igor. When I'm at my parents' house, I'll say hello. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Okay, mate. You take care. And that's it for Pigeon Radio Australia this week. Goodbye, Tony Barbara, the Maltese Falcon. Goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, Joe. Goodbye, listeners. And goodbye to everybody around the way. Mr. Angelino, goodbye. Are we going to be on next week or are we going to give it to him again and not be on next week? Jeez, I tell you what, I've got a lot of phone calls, a lot of messages. Um, nah. Believe it or not. Believe it or not, there are people that love the show. And you reckon? A lot of people. And no, no, thank no, you guys. No. I want to say a big thank you to you all for the messages and uh, calls saying, you know, hope everything's okay. You know, I want to say a big thank you to my my work, my mate, my work partner here, Peter Karlovic. 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 Learn Croatian. Used to. Used to click, I tell you. He just clicked. You knew him. He knows him. Thanks for having me, guys. You're welcome. Thanks for coming into the show. Goodbye to everybody. Ivan, see you later. Yep. Cheerio, and hopefully we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Arrivederci.